good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I, oh, fuck, that's the Truman Show, if I remember right. I think that's how he would greet people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Anyways, uh, I don't know why that popped into my head, but you're listening, obviously, to the Energies Love podcast, because, as always, I say it all the time, but you push play, and you subscribed, and you downloaded this episode, and you're listening now, and I appreciate every part of that. If you haven't yet, uh, I asked everybody, I think on the last episode, go to YouTube right now and search the Energy of the Love podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I don't care if you listen to the podcast through YouTube, but go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's very, very, very important. The fate of um, something depends upon it. So go and do that if you don't mind. And as always, you can find all the episodes and all the links and all the places where the Energy is Love podcast is available on our website, energieslovepodcast.com. Congratulations, everybody. This is the 100th episode of the podcast. I'm eternally grateful for this opportunity to host the podcast and create this thing that people have enjoyed and tuned in and listened to now for 100 fucking episodes. It's pretty amazing and I'm pretty proud of it and it's pretty wonderful. So if you're a long-time listener, thank you for your support. If this is the first episode of the podcast that you've listened to, congratulations. You came in at the end when shit's really, really good. Don't bother going back. <laughs> I'm teasing, of course. Go listen to all the episodes. But this is the 100th episode of the podcast, and I had my favorite guest on the show. So it's an episode of Coconut Coffee with Stephen Craig for the 100th episode, and my beautiful wife, who you all know because you listen to the podcast, sat down and we had a wonderful conversation, which we always have a wonderful conversation, but this was really, really a wonderful, beautiful conversation that we had and you guys get to listen in on and take part of. First off, we explain why we drink coconut coffee, which I'm sure people were rapidly dying to hear about. Uh, and then we go into all sorts of wonderful topics as always on the podcast. And this was no different. And during the episode, we hit on a bunch of different things, and my beautiful wife, as she has done time and time again, managed to challenge me in such a way that I feel is going to push me into the next like evolutionary state of my life for 2018, and that's pretty amazing. She's uh, wonderful at doing that for me, and she did it on the podcast, so everybody gets to take part in that and hopefully benefit it benefit from it in some way. So you're welcome. Um, I, I could ramble for a next few couple minutes uh, on why this was a really special episode and a really amazing experience, just like the whole experience of doing the podcast has been. But I want to thank everybody that has subscribed and is following the podcast and benefits and enjoys. Please share it with somebody. Please let them know about the podcast because I believe that uh, all of the episodes have had something that people will benefit from, and some more than others, obviously, but why not share it with somebody, right? It's good shit. Put it out there and let somebody else enjoy. So that's my whole purpose and goal with the podcast. And now you get to sit back and relax and enjoy episode one, Mother Huggin' 100 of the Energy is Love podcast with my beautiful wife, Steph. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the love podcast. 
The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is Love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. That was you breathing, not me. <clears throat> it was way hard, huh? I think I was blinking. Mm. I mean, I think I could hear myself blinking in the mics. It was picking up a blink. I don't know if they're that good of microphones. I, I could, I'm pretty sure I heard it. Well, dear, here we are in our comfy, cozy recording studio. I was taking a drink of coffee right at that moment. Hi, here we are. It's very nice, isn't it? Yes. It's not it's not uh, obnoxious or loud at all. <laughs> Trying. It's our coconut coffee. It's our coconut coffee chat. No, it's don't. What did I say? I, I tried to say coconut coffee. Wow. Coconut. It's coffee. okay. You're gonna edit that part out anyways because that was a whole <laughs> bunch of junk. <laughs> no, but we're obviously drinking coconut coffee. Do you want to explain to the listeners why we are drinking coconut coffee and why? These fun little chats and episodes where it's you and me are titled Coconut Coffee with Steph and Craig. Because we always drink coconut coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we drink coconut coffee, though? Well, we like the taste and we like the health benefits of the coconut oil and all the wonderful things that it does. And is an added benefit when you drink coconut coffee. It gets a little bit on your lips and it's like lip gloss the whole time. So your lips are hydrated. My lip gloss be popping. (laughs) Exactly. What are some of the health benefits of coconut? (laughs) (laughs) I read it on the internet that it was good for you. So (laughs) it's, oh, I don't know. Don't put me on that stump like that. I can't remember. How long, how long have we been drinking our coffee like this, do you think? Um, gosh, I don't know. Probably two years or so, you think? A year? I don't know. I've been using coconut oil for a long time. And you've yeah. been putting it in the coffee. So don't sit past your mic. Sit behind your mic and talk across to it. Sorry. You're okay. But you got to stay close to your mic. <laughs> this is going to work well. It is going to work well. I just love it. I started, like, I tried the teeth pulling thing for a while. I got I think, the no, te- not teeth pulling. It's pulling, but you do it in your mouth. It's healthy for your teeth. So that's why I came up with the title, ah, Teeth Pulling. I remember. I remember. What What the hell was that? Because you did used to do that. Yeah, you like take a big old spoonful of coconut oil. And if it's cold, it's a solid. And so you have this like big glob of textured weirdness in your mouth. And you just sit there and wait till it melts and like swish it between your teeth. And... Just push push it through so it's working all throughout your mouth. And it's supposed to not only clean your teeth, clean your mouth, but help pull toxins out through your gums. And so your whether or not it works or not, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't get past that texture of doing it. I probably could now because I think that's when we were first starting the coconut oil thing and mixing it with certain blends, certain oils, and putting it in hair. So... I could probably handle it fine now that I'm so used to it. But at the time, it was rough. Do you feel like it did anything for you? I don't think I did it more than... Twice. Did, you know, <laughs> did it more than twice, but not enough to see because it was, it was difficult. So I'm a <clears> texture <throat> person and the texture was a little much. I like to think that our coconut oil in our coffee helps um, with a bunch of different things. Yes. But whether or not it really does, I don't know. That's up for debate. Mm-hmm. I think that it tastes good. Like, we don't put anything else in our coffee, right? So that's a good benefit. Yes. We don't have creamer. We don't have sugar. We're not putting anything else except for coconut oil and cinnamon. 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 
sometimes not make. But I believe that it helps with our joints. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Like I remember I've read them. I don't even know how many times, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it. So I could probably rattle off a health benefit, and it'll be on the list. But at the moment, I can't. Do you think it's good for your hair? Do you think it's done anything for your hair? Yeah, absolutely. Just by drinking it? Oh, well, probably. It's one of the healthy fats, they say. Yeah, it's one of the healthy. I put it, like, not as much as you, but I put it directly in my hair, so that's where <laughs> I think the biggest benefit is came from. I get a little crazy with the uh, coconut oil in the hair sometimes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing, uh, especially in the wintertime, because I'll get it all nice and, like, worked in, and I feel like I've got all this wonderful, healthy coconut oil in my hair, and my hair looks good. And then as soon as I step outside, everything just turns to this solid rock of frozen coconut oil in my head. <laughs> like a walking lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't put that much in. Yeah. Um, we started, like you said, we've been drinking coconut coffee, <laughs> coconut oil coffee for quite a while. But one of the things I wanted to talk about on the podcast, because I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast is um, the other health changes and uh, alterations and lifestyle changes that we've made in our life. Inquiring people want to know. Inquiring minds are inquiring. Minds inquiring. Want to know. So you want to talk about things we're doing for a healthy gut? Do you want to talk about cutting out as much as possible? Not a constant, but a lot of the sugars the carbs yeah when you think of it what do you think like like in your head how do you like what do you do you call it something do you think of it as something like i eat this way now or i'm choosing to do you know because i know we both tend to try to uh i know that we both tend to think or like to think of it as not a diet more of just we've altered the way that we choose to consume food yeah, I don't consider it a diet at all. As soon as you say that word, then I'm like, okay, where's where's all the stuff I'm not supposed to eat? Um, some days are harder than others, but I don't call it anything. I just, like, we have different views on it, on whether it's just like, I think carbs, just cutting out carbs is the easiest way to say it. Yeah. But it's not like cutting out all carbs. Like, for me, I don't count, like, we differ on that. If it's a vegetable or a fruit. I don't count it as a carb. It's just the, the fake carbs, the manufactured stuff that it's not good for your body. It's not good for the inflammation in your body. Yeah, the wheat, the pasta, the flour, the bread. All the yummy stuff. All the good stuff. Sugar, obviously. <laughs> that's been, for me, that's been the easiest way because sometimes when I'm traveling and people will ask me, everybody, um, like the guy just recently, uh, I was in Canada just recently um, was like, how come, like, can I get you something to eat? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't need anything to eat. And he's like, how do you survive? I'm like, well, I eat, obviously, but I don't eat that often. And I think that's been one of the really neat things was you can eat um, fewer meals a day. Like you can eat less amount of time or there can be more time <laughs> in between when you eat and I like that. I like that aspect. I don't go hungry. It's not like I'm starving and wasting away or anything like that. I just, I'm not hungry. And that comes in like sporadically for me. There's times that, you know, it'll be like an all day thing and I realize I haven't eaten. And, you know, a lot of it is busy too. I was super busy. 
but the hunger levels are definitely lower. And then there's days that it's okay. What can I, what can I eat everything? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's definitely not a non-hunger day, I guess. And yeah, I just munch all day. Um, but it's good stuff. It is usually. And I, I tend to like, cause people ask me like, Oh, are you doing paleo or whatever? And I think that the, the, the craze that's going on with paleo stuff right now, I think is just the exact same craze that, or the same, it's just a different word that people are using to describe the latest and greatest thing that is present in culture and society. Because do you remember however long ago, 10, 15 years ago, where it was the Atkins diet? And South and South Beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there's always <clears throat> a different way, a different name, a different, this is, you've been doing it all wrong. This is the right way. This is the only way kind of thing. I don't know. I, I honestly think that as far as the craze goes, what we're doing more closely follows that. But we're definitely not doing that. The paleo thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does follow a, a paleo low-carb diet. But we definitely don't eat straight paleo and we have plenty of cheat days or days where we don't do as good of a job um, when it comes to eating healthy. Some days you just (coughs) need toast with your eggs. Well, I do. You don't really have to do that, but some days I go on a streak of like three days in a row when I have eggs, toast has got to be with them. Yeah. Potatoes have been really hard for me lately because we've been eating a lot of it. Well, the kids have been eating a lot of potatoes. We're terrible parents because <laughs> <laughs> we eat what we believe to be healthy stuff and then we feed our kids a bunch of shit that we believe to be unhealthy. <laughs> but uh, potatoes have been really rough because when I grill them up or dice them and hash browns or whatever, like the mashed potatoes that I made yesterday, I had to snitch some. Yeah. And see, it's so hard. Like I struggle with the potatoes and the carrots and the corn aspect of it because... Like I said earlier, if it's a vegetable, if it's a fruit, I don't think it's bad for you. Yeah. But the levels that are in that, it's really hard to, like, I would really like just to be on a baked potato diet. I could do that. That's a thing. I could, I know. And I know that that's not healthy, but if I could convince myself that that was healthy and eat baked potatoes all the time with cheese and bacon, like, I could do that. I'd Supposedly, be like, I recently heard somebody that, uh, did that or read something about somebody that went on a baked potato diet and ate nothing but baked potatoes and um, they lost a ton of weight. Seriously? Yeah, just from eating baked potatoes. Okay. But it, I can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. Maybe it's worth looking into. Because it was somebody, some scientist guy that was talking about how the carbohydrates change in the process of baking. And so they go from, like if you were just to eat raw potatoes... Um, they have a higher carbohydrate level or whatever, as opposed to if you bake them and then it alters the chemical makeup and the structure of the carbohydrate, which then isn't as detrimental. And so So, supposedly they're supposed to be healthier. A healthier way to eat a baked potato supposedly is by, or a healthier way to eat a potato is by baking it. But raw is supposed to be the healthiest, so that doesn't make sense Mm. that you take it in its form that it's supposed to be the healthiest and you make it unhealthy and therefore it's healthier for you. Yeah. I I can't wrap my brain around that. You know what's really funny and what's really hard for, I think, a lot of people to wrap their brain around is people think, oh, a baked potato is healthy, but we make them unhealthy when we put a bunch of butter and sour cream and cheese and bacon on top of it. I thought you didn't think butter was unhealthy. I don't. So. But it's, I think there's a big, vast 
amount of people, huge portion of society that thinks that's the unhealthy part of a baked potato, when in reality, throw the baked potato away and just have a big bowl of sour cream cheese and bacon and butter. <laughs> Can I have baked potato with that big bowl of sour <laughs> cream, butter, <laughs> cheese and bacon? But what are some of the things like, what are some of the uh, benefits that you have seen personally from altering the way that you eat where we now tend to steer to a really low carb uh, diet? Well, I think that there's, it's not just, that's just not the only thing we've been doing though. So um, I guess well, with every, What are some of the other things we've been doing? Well, like the gut health stuff and I was massaging a lot of hours. So that's a lot of like muscle work. So with all of that, obviously I've lost, well, not obviously, nobody can see, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've shed quite a bit of weight and I've toned up. My body hurts less, which can be, and, you know, by quite a bit of weight, I don't, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I don't think I was like, I don't know how to really word that. Um, I'm much healthier. My body has less inflammation, less pain. Um, my joints are more mobile. I don't know. My skin's healthier, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Still makes me mad, but... Um, I don't know. I just think I feel healthier. I think I look healthier, feel better. So it's not, you know, when we started this, it really wasn't, um, for me, it wasn't about losing weight. It was just about the healthier and the feeling better. However, I celebrated every pound that I shed and I'm pretty <laughs> happy about that. I don't, I definitely don't want to back. So that's a nice benefit. I feel good on top of feeling like I look better, which... It's just nice. How much weight have you lost? Do you want to say? Um, I think I'm at, hold on. <laughs> You're making me do math on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, it's simple addition and subtraction. I know, it's not addition, it's subtraction, but it's uh, it's like, I think I'm like 24 pounds now. Oh, wow, baby. So, and then that, you know, the fluctuations. So, sometimes it's like 26, 24, but... That's way, way good. I'm excited. That's I like it. That's super cool. And you didn't have 24 pounds to lose. Well, thank you. But that's really, really neat. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I think a big factor uh, for both of us, but more importantly, uh, that has been a very, um, like something that is very easy to see the benefit of is the gut health. Yeah. And I think that your gut has always been... Mm your um your place to hold energy to hold stress and anxiety and chew itself up in from the inside out and i think that part of that was stress and anxiety and energy and blah 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 but i think another part of it obviously had to do with your gut health mm -hmm. and that's been a big big huge change and shift that's been like yeah i just had problems with my gut since i was a kid since i was a little kid like i don't have I can't, as far back as I remember, it was my stomach. You know, I've had stomach issues forever. It's just became what was me. Yeah. You just got so accustomed to it being the norm, huh? Yeah. And then um, another thing that's like I used to get super bad headaches constantly. I would have headaches for weeks at a time. And then depending on the severity, they would be really, really, really bad for days at a time. And... You know, I still get headaches, but they're not. I spend more days without headaches 
than with headaches. And I don't often get the really bad headaches. And so that's, that's very nice. Do you think that the head and the gut are related in that aspect for you? Absolutely. I think everything's with the gut. Yeah. So. We've been taking uh, probiotics and different um, supplements and things like that to help with our gut health. And I think it's been massive. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't one that, I didn't have the same internal gut issues per se that were so noticeable. But um, because I try to think back to like, well, what would be an obvious sign for me when it comes to my gut health? And I know undoubtedly I have a healthier gut because I just feel so, like it just feels better. It feels healthier. And I think it's in conjunction with not just the supplements that we've been taking and the kind of the focus of our supplement regime regime is gut health. Um, I think that's been beneficial. But then I also know that the foods that we've been eating and the things like that, like one of the things when we binge or splurge on something and have, you know, like Thanksgiving was really shitty for eating, uh, Christmas time, pretty much like Thanksgiving, December, January, all really sucked. <laughs> but we did good. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? No, neither one of us really put on back, put on a bunch of weight or anything like Mm-mm. that. And, uh, we've been able to maintain where we're at. So that's a good thing. Um, but I noticed when we would eat shitty, then heartburn would oh, suddenly yeah. come back out of nowhere. And that was really interesting because it's not like we were eating foods that were traditionally or commonly, you know, oh, you eat this, you're going to get heartburn or mm-hmm. whatever. It was just normal food that you would eat, but yet I would have terrible heartburn at the end of the night. Mm. We used to like Tums for, you know, what is it? The credit card? You know, never leave home without it. Yeah, we took we them had, everywhere. I had when I was working. I had it at work. We had them in the van. I had tums in my purse. I we had tums in the house. We tums were everywhere. Yeah, we just like we ate them all day. We couldn't go on vacation unless we like we. That was one thing we had to remember to take was the bottle of tums. Yeah, we would usually buy a brand new full bottle for that just to make sure we didn't run out. So that's. And we have. I I, I don't even remember the last time we took those. No, I. Um, it's not very often. It's like not even once a month, but this last month I did. I had to, I yeah. think I had it twice this last month and that's just kind of from <laughs> eating and stress because we're not all of a sudden, you know, you take this out of your diet and you never have any issues ever again, all as well. That's not the case. No. So. But going from, I don't think like you go months without it. And so having to take it twice in one month is rare. Yeah. Um, Soda. Like, I was trying to think of this the other day, too. I don't remember. I mean, it hasn't been a year yet since we've had soda, but it's been probably like five, six months since we've had soda. And we were regular, everyday soda drinkers. I can tell you how to make the best drink at Maverick. (laughs) (laughs) Maverick's our local uh, gas station. And um, we would drink tons and tons and tons. And it wasn't even like we would only have one. Like there were plenty of days. Some days it was only one. Some days, like one a day was the rare thing. (laughs) Most often it was multiple ginormous 32 ounce, 42 ounce, whatever um, cups of soda. Mm -hmm. And we would drink diet, which I would justify in my head as you know, we're not getting all the sugar that is associated and related with the soda, but... It's it's zero or diet. It's healthy. Yeah, yeah. 
but um I'm really glad that we don't do that anymore. Like that's something that that's not even hard to resist or avoid. I just don't even think about soda or drink soda or it's not something that I have to fight the urge for. <laughs> I think the only time it's going to be difficult is <laughs> okay, it's going to be funny or make me sound like I don't know. But um if we happen to go out and happen to be in an environment where we're going to drink, um, the way we always did was it would be like with Sprite, vodka and Sprite, flavored vodka. It sounds really good right now. <laughs> but um, like I I can't just drink vodka. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So if we're going to have a drink, like how? Because I'm, I'm definitely not a throwing back shots girl. I can't handle that. I mean, I could do it like three or four times and then. And then I'm passed done. out. I'm out. I'm done. And <laughs> game over. Yeah. So oh, that was a fun night. But so that's going to be a thing. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to drink without pop, <laughs> without soda. How am I going to make this happen? <laughs> we did. Uh, we've done well with that too. Like where we've cut out alcohol for the most part, and we don't really drink all that often anymore. And mm. it's not that we. I mean, we definitely yes. went through times where we were drinking quite a bit, but um, we don't really do that anymore. Well. No, we don't. It's not for lack of desire. It's just for lack of time. It's like, I don't want to mix it with soda. I know. So many times coming home from school, it was like, oh, which night's the night? I'm going to have me a drink. And I'm home. I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. That's <laughs> totally ruined my plan to relax. Yeah. I've lost since August because technically, I mean, we kind of half-assed some of this stuff last year but then i think we both got real serious about it in august and just started shifting everything at that point and since then i've lost 40 pounds like a little over 40 pounds that's awesome it's neat huh that's awesome was that your main goal or um no uh uh i guess that was my main focus but when i think about uh like the main goal behind all of it it's just health Right. It's just wanting to be healthier. It's wanting to um, be able to enjoy the things that we want to do. And like even just the simple stuff like you talked about where your joints aren't inflamed and so you're more comfortable and you're not in as much chronic pain. I had all of that kind of same stuff. And so just not having that has been wonderful and it's been so massively beneficial. So that was the over like the like that was the big umbrella goal was just overall health. But the um the main focus uh, in the beginning was just weight loss, was just simply trying to cut weight, and it works magically. But this is the other thing that I think is interesting, too, is it works so differently for both of us, not just because we're different people, but I also think because we're a man and a woman. I don't know if people are aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that just the chemistry and biology of men and women, do you know what I mean, it's going to work different for everybody. And for whatever reason, this episode is starting out with us selling people on a low-carb diet. Yeah, I don't know what this is. But uh, it's interesting. And it's kind of, I think, it's like scientifically, like if people were going to study us, we should have probably talked to some scientists and have them come <laughs> in and study us. But the effects of eating a low-carb slash paleo keto diet, whatever they want to call it. Keto. Um, That's the other name I couldn't think of. Yeah. Ketosis. Ketosis. Um. We're so different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think that we have had an overwhelming 
benefit from it in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it's been great. It's healthy. It's not like the crash, ridiculous trends that just make you more unhealthy. It's a healthy lifestyle change. So 40 pounds, that was your main focus. You've got over 40 pounds. That feels great. But what other than that has been the biggest change for you that makes you feel like oh, happy? I like this. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, even though, even though it may not appear to be because you're my wife and you know me so well, <laughs> even though it may not appear at times, I think that it has helped with my mental clarity. And I think it's that, it's that gut brain combination where, you know, all the shit that you read online or the podcasts that you listen to that talk about the gut health and the importance of it and how, how massively it affects your every aspect of your body and your brain and all these kind of different things. I think that has been one thing that has helped immensely um, is having some mental clarity, uh, even at times when it doesn't feel like it. But I think back to times where I was very chaotic and very, um, you know, I didn't have that same clear-headedness that I feel like I have now. I think that that was probably related a lot to diet and what I was taking in and feeding my body with. So that's been another really benefit. The The joint thing is massive too. I can't, I mean, you remember how uncomfortable I would be just sleeping at night and not being able to lay in one position or on my side or whatever, because my hips would hurt so bad. And it was such a weird thing for me because it only started like in the last year or two, maybe where they started to get really, really bad and really chronic just hip pain, which was weird. I didn't know what the hell it was or why it was there. And it's one of those things that sneaks up on you. Do you know what I mean? Like chronic pain sometimes slowly presents itself and you just adjust slightly to it. And so after the course of six months or three months or five months or a year, you don't realize that you've been coping and managing with this chronic pain for a long time. And that's how the pain that I had in my hips was, where I just was managing and getting by and surviving with it and ignoring it and trying to work around it. And then when we shifted and changed everything, that faded and went away. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's really, really, really neat and really, really beneficial. And it still flares up, but it's one of the places that I notice first and foremost, if I um, eat poorly over the course of a couple of days, I'll notice it in my hips and in my knees. Well, I thought mental clarity was improving for myself too. I thought, <laughs> and then I revert back to that subtraction problem you just gave me a little while ago. I think maybe mental clarity isn't a benefit that I'm experiencing. With <laughs> it's taken a little longer to I was kick like, in. Hold on, I didn't think we were going to spend the whole time talking about food. Well, it's so good though. <laughs> Let's tell people what we do eat. <laughs> Peanuts. We do. We probably, bacon, well, not probably. There is no probably. Cheese, eggs. Peanuts, bacon, cheese, and eggs. Salad sometimes. Salad. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> we eat way kidding. too many peanuts. We haven't had peanuts for a while. It's because we need to go to the store and buy some peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely have a peanut obsession because it's one of the few, I shouldn't even say that some people... Like if you talk to people on a keto diet, they probably say no peanuts, but it's like one vice for us and one that we uh, abuse regularly. 
Peanuts are crucial. I don't know. I'm okay. I haven't. Um, peanuts aren't like I love them, but they're not my my favorite. They're just the cheapest vice. Like my favorite would be a mix of, I think almonds, walnuts, pecans. I don't think I need anything else. Almonds, walnuts, and pecans. Yeah. I thought I heard almonds, walnuts, <laughs> and pecans. Well, I may have said that. Hopefully, I didn't. At least you heard what I meant. Yeah, we don't have to talk about our uh, life-changing lifestyle <laughs> diet changes anymore. I just thought that because uh, I would, I'm a huge proponent of it. So anytime I talk to anybody that is even thinking about trying to do the keto, paleo, low carb thing, it's like, yeah, definitely do it. It's challenging at first, but it really didn't take that long to get used to. There's really a ton of stuff that you can eat and enjoy. And the effects are so quick. Like they just, it just happens so quickly. Not with all people. Like you said, men and women are different. You get effects immediately. You started shedding immediately. You started feeling better immediately. And I think I was in it two months before I started noticing some results. Yeah. You know, I was feeling better. My stomach was feeling better pretty quick. And I noticed that my headaches were, well, I guess it wasn't that long. So... And the vanity in me just popped out right there because it was actually like two months before I started shedding weight. But I did notice my stomach feeling better, my head feeling better, which is why I kept going. That's good. But as far as the weight happening pretty quick, it does not work that way for everybody. Very true. And men, men have more mass to lose regardless. Even if they are overweight or whatever, they just have more more stuff to lose than women do. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Okay. Now we can start the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Push play and here we go. (laughs) I want to congratulate you, baby. Thank you. Um, You graduated Mm -hmm. from massage school and you have one last little hurdle. It's little. It's not little. It's very little. It's not little. (laughs) (laughs) But you have one last little hurdle and then you'll be a licensed massage therapist. Yes. But it's massively amazing, and I'm incredibly proud of you. Thank you. And I think that people out there listening, it's not that you um, graduated from massage school. It's that you completely, totally kicked ass and succeeded at every aspect of it Mm. and aced pretty much damn near every test (laughs) that you took. And, I mean, you just hands down blew it out of the water. Thank you. Thank you. So much fun. What was your favorite part about it? The people. And that just, all the techniques, all the learning, um, learning different parts of myself, learning how to help heal others is amazing. But um, like that was the whole goal. You know, I was going for that change of life to be able to help, to be able to be me to you know so many of these things but the I think my favorite part is <laughs> that I found more of me there and I found more of me with you know I I guess you'll see my classmates but they're not my classmates they're I'm gonna get emotional <laughs> it's still fresh just graduated and they're my family and I love them very much and I'm going to miss them very much. So I think 
they're my favorite part. Going to miss them very much. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. And that's cool. Do you know what I mean? That's like every job that you've ever had, right? <laughs> what do you miss? Fuck the work. Uh, it's the people that I worked with. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you are lucky. <laughs> the jobs that you do miss, it's because of that. It's yeah. because of the people that you worked with. Yeah. It was such, so much fun. So much fun. Do you think that you're, because I'm going to, I'm going to get up on my um, soapbox for a minute. Buckle up. And talk about my wife that I love. And we've talked over the course of the last year and a half that we've done the podcast and the episodes that you've been on and things like that. But you have always, from the time that I've known you, it's been painfully obvious to me that you have an incredible natural ability to work with energy. And you are not just capable, but when I say natural, it's like breathing to you, where it's something that you just naturally are not even inclined to do. You just do. You're connected. You're tapped in. Energy flows through you. You work with it so beautifully. You can connect to it in all the various forms and fashions and ways that it comes to people. And you're just this beautiful, natural, natural conduit for the universal flow of energy that exists. So my question to you is, do you feel like I guess, I, I mean, I already know the answer, <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like, uh, by going to school for massage that, did you feel that come out? Did you have awareness of that? Uh, cause really good massage therapists, I think are also really good energy practitioners really have the ability to tune into a body and not just physically feel a knot in somebody's back and know what type of move or technique or pressure to apply, but can also um, address whatever that issue may be on those deeper energetic levels that exist. Did you see that play out well, when it, you were going through everything? It definitely played out. You gotta come closer to the mic. I'm bit. sorry. It definitely played out. Um, I've become, I guess, more aware of it and trusting more in my intuition. I don't know that I'd go as far as to describe it how you so it is wonderfully did but um gosh i guess not have to try and express into words on a podcast but you are out of your head you're not thinking you're not you just move i guess you just go with it and how nice it is and amazing it is to just get into that flow and the things that can happen within that being able to trust that more and allow it. And <clears throat> not only, I don't know if it's, if it, maybe it is allow, I don't know, except I, it is such an unconscious thing because it's happening before you know it's happening. You do things to make sure that the space that you're bringing to the next person is a space that is beneficial for them. But gosh, I just don't know how to answer that. <laughs> be on the spot. But you do it so naturally. And like speaking, yes, it comes, it comes <laughs> to you just as naturally as speaking does. Um, but can you think of the because, yes, you had you went to a cool school for massage therapy, we can obviously throw it out there to the best school. Do you want to Healing Mountain Massage School, Salt Lake City, Cedar City? If you're going to massage school, go to that. School. Highly recommend, right? Highly recommend. 
And the cool thing about this school is they don't just offer, I mean, yes, they have super in-depth, just massage techniques, Swedish massage, all the different types, all the different stuff, but they also incorporate some other classes and some other uh, lessons and things like that, that are more based in like Reiki or energy movement or crystals and stuff like that as well, which was really cool. Cause obviously you like that shit and that's I, I good like stuff. That shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but think about the people that you saw at class or at school that don't naturally do those things and how they would struggle in that space. Well, you know, some of the things that I saw is yes, there are some that have a hard time accepting that, that, um, that doesn't speak to them as much and that's okay. Like the things that spoke most to them was the physical, the sports, the, which are huge and beneficial and all need to be incorporated. But what they didn't see is even though that didn't speak to them and they, maybe those classes weren't their favorites was that they were doing it anyways, like not realizing it, it was just coming out of them and completely oblivious to it. They are, you know, it was just, it's funny. You'll hear them talk and be like, that just didn't resonate with me. And I don't get that. I didn't feel this. And then we have this incredible session together and it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's a little bit perspective on it, but okay, that was the chair adjusting. That totally sounded like a <laughs> fart. It was not a fart. <laughs> um, I'll edit that part. <laughs> the, I don't know. I think the thing that, that was the neatest about that was the ones that weren't really going to that school for that reason, for the energy aspects that didn't think that they could do that or they were a part of that and just seeing that come alive in them and the acceptance and watching them build and grow the confidence and do that work and seeing light sparks, seeing the eyes light up, seeing the love light up. And I, I don't think that was your question. But. Well, I have a follow-up question okay. for you. Do you think that, do you think, well, obviously we know that there are classes to teach people energy mm -hmm. work. So you can take a class for Reiki, you can take a class for Theta, you can mm -hmm. take a class for, oh fuck, any other number of energy modalities that exist. Um, do you think that, do you think you have to believe in order to be able to practice and do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think there's a certain amount of, you have to have a belief that maybe not all the way in when it comes to the energy is love podcast and the universe and all this stuff, but you believe in some regards that there is something there. Do you think you have to have a belief before you'll actually be able to be a practitioner? Or do you think you can just come at it from the standpoint of like, like some other form of massage that is just strictly, you know, body mechanics? That's a little convoluted because do I think you have to have a belief to practice it? No, not at all. You've, you know, that was some of the things of doing crystal healings and certain sessions. It's like, okay, I'm putting this on you and doing this and not, you can do it without believing in it. Just whether or not you can do it well is different. I think you have to obviously have that belief, have that connection, have that desire because it's intention. If you don't have that intention, you're not going to bring it. You're not going to be able to get out of the way and let it happen. So no, but you should. No, but you should. Yeah.
Yeah. If you don't believe in it, don't do it. Just save the person on the table or in front of you. <laughs> just don't do it. If yeah. that's what they want and you don't believe, that's fine. Say, well, this is what I can offer you. And maybe go see this person for this. Give references. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not, it's not okay. <laughs> I've been having such a uh, internal struggle as of late when it comes to energy work and not even just energy work per se, but the realm of spirituality and energy healing and people that practice energy and all these other kind of things. I've been kind of like going on this kick where like, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, uh, I, I just think so much of it is fake and part of it makes me sad because I still believe all of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still believe, I believe everything. I mean, I believe in energy. I believe in crystals. I believe in the power of uh, intention. I believe in the universe. I believe in fairies. I believe in unicorns. I believe in alternate dimensions and realities. I believe that, you know, all past lives and current lives and future, I believe all of these different things. But um, it's like the way that, and maybe it's not even the way that it's showing up in society. It's the way that it's showing up for me in my life and the way that I see it. I'm just like, this stuff is garbage. And I don't know if it's because of some mentality that I have or if it's, maybe it really is garbage because of the way that people are labeling it and putting it out there. And I mean, it's so, and, and granted, it's what I'm looking at, right? So like, it's what I, like we we have our um, meditations that we listen to at night all the time, right? On YouTube. And so our YouTube feed is just continually more and more and more and more of those meditations. And um, I love that, but it's that same type of thing where, because that's all we're listening to on YouTube, that's all that shows up when we open up our YouTube is just that type of stuff. So I know that that's because that's the stuff that I'm looking at, but when it shows up, I'm just like, this is garbage. I don't want to see this anymore. What do you think that is, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell me your thoughts on that. I can definitely tell you some thoughts on that one. First, I'm going to um, make noise and pour coffee. Make, pour me some too, please. Um, I guess just having awareness. I guess when you're first starting and I don't know if it's first starting. I don't know how to really phrase that. But when you're starting to, if it's something that you haven't been raised in and born into and just known this is, if you're not one of those lucky people that was born into a home that was meditating and practicing energy work and all that, if it's something that you came to later in life, once you start <clears throat> looking, it's like more and more and more information. Just give it, you're looking everywhere you can, you're soaking everything up in and you are susceptible to belief in those that kind of like I said before in a different spectrum if you don't believe it you shouldn't be practicing it that do believe it but I guess use their powers for evil to say to sum it up um, have those with ill intention those that want to use it to manipulate and control and then there's the other ones that make you feel less than um, <clears throat> I've heard a couple of times that 
heard somebody say that they can't even receive energy work from everybody, anyone else, because they're so enlightened that they can't even fill it. Had somebody say that um, because of their practicing now that they used to suffer from depression and they no longer suffer from depression. And while I think that that is something that can be overcome, you know, I'm not saying like if you have depression, you can overcome it. You just need a buck up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think it is possible that that is something you can move through in life and get beyond um, the amount of work is intense. But this person, the problem I have with it was saying, because they are now so enlightened, they don't even get sad anymore. <laughs> I'm like, are you fully like, this is the shit you're selling? That's <laughs> bullshit. Sadness you are is a not human. A thing. Yeah. Like, don't come off like that and be like, I am so enlightened. I can't even feel others work. I never even feel sadness. All of this. Oh, and the talking like that too. That if I speak like this, this means I'm so enlightened. And clearly, if you are sad or having a hard time, you are not enlightened enough being, you need to do more. You are not good enough. Bullshit. So there is that awareness of, you know, you can slap a label on it. doesn't mean that that's what it is. You have to watch out. There are people that maybe they're doing the best they can, you know. Maybe it's not ill will, and I hope it's not. But you know deep down inside when you're selling that shit that it's not coming from a good place, and you're still doing it. So I don't know how to look at it as other than that. But... Maybe so why is it showing up for you? Yeah, why? Because you're my wife and mm -hmm. you know me better than anybody else. Why do you think right now at this current juncture and point in my life, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? I don't want anything to do with it per se. I don't really want to uh, be in that space anymore. Why do you think that is? Well, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, there's a lot of times when things upset you very bad. It's how is that resonating in me? What am I doing that is similar to that, that I can see so clearly on the outside and can't look in? So what is that? Or another aspect, it could be just a shift and a change in you. You know, simple awareness. It's going, it's showing you very clearly once you hit a new level of what is not true, what kind of people you don't want to surround yourself in. You can love people, believe everybody's connected, all of those <clears throat> things, it doesn't mean that you have to have those people in your life. That to be kind and compassionate and accepting doesn't mean that you have to drown yourself in all the bullshit that it's out there. It can be like, that's your thing. That's okay. I don't have to be a part of that. And so being okay, removing those ties, those things that don't serve you. So bombarding you, showing you it's time to let that aspect go. You can still love and be loving and be compassionate without having to be engulfed by it. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that those are definitely possibilities, but why do you think that that's, why do you think I'm doing that right now? <laughs> because I said it first, like maybe it's a shift that you're going through. You're realizing you don't have to immerse yourself, not immerse. So you have to cut out when I can't speak. I say, like, immerse like, is right. Uh, uh, I don't think I said it right. Um, you don't have to drown in that. Yeah. You don't have to. And it's maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not that specific thing. Maybe it's something else in your life that it's showing you, you know, this is what it feels like to know something's not true. So 
you have the feeling it may not be the same situation, but if you're having this feeling of what you know is not true and something else, maybe you need to be looking at that. So it's giving you a intense amount of that feeling. So when it shows up in something else in your life, you recognize that feeling and know how to let it go. Let it go. Should we sing the song now? <laughs> you you go right on let ahead. Let it go. Do you realize I've never seen Frozen? How have you never seen? It's been on the house. Like how many times? How can you not have seen I've Frozen? I've never seen Frozen. I don't know why. Like that's just one that like I don't ever remember us taking the kids to it. I don't ever remember sitting down and watching it. It's been like it's we haven't watched it for a while, but it played so many times yeah. in our front. I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, you fall asleep through a lot of shows we watch with kids, so maybe you were sleeping through a lot of shows. But I think it's really funny because it's very like Frozen was a big thing and took you know place in (laughs) culture. It's it's (laughs) a fucking Disney movie that was good and people watched, and I just never saw it. (laughs) (laughs) That's called being present in your home with your family. But I know about it. I absorbed it. What do you know more than let I go? I absorbed it through the collective consciousness of the uh, universe. You enlightened being. You, yes. You need to change the way you speak and your tone and the flow of your voice. <laughs> I think I do change the way that I speak and my tone and the flow of my voice at times. You do? You I, think so? That's, yeah. Well, I, we all does. do. Yeah, but yeah. Do, you ever, do I ever put on a... Oh, well... I'm going to connect to your spirit guides now and channel the Pleiadians. Do I ever put on that voice? You know, <laughs> you used to. I heard it. I heard it a few times. I um no, I can't add that is not fair. You're going to start some fights. Our next talk we're going to be we're we going to be about. Um <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. I can't answer that. That's okay. I won't take offense. Thank you. <laughs> do I ever put on that tone? Hey, do I do that really annoying thing that you just said was horrible and crappy? Do I do that? Tell me now, right now. <laughs> no, I don't think it's terrible. It is annoying it is when true. people do it. And it's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's very, very funny and comical. For me, I think that because <clears throat> this is the 100th episode of the podcast. And if we go back and look at all the previous episodes of the podcast, obviously there's a good number of them that were focused in that space, in the space of energy work and healing and all the different uh, modalities and aspects and people that were practitioners and believers and all this kind of stuff. And um, part of me has felt like I have done a disservice to the people that listen to the podcast because we don't really do a lot of those episodes anymore. Every now and then I'll have somebody on, uh, but it's been quite a while since it's been like somebody that's just, you know, uh, a Reiki practitioner and that's why they're on the podcast because I want to talk to them about that or they read tarot cards or whatever the case may be. And you know this because from the conversations that we have, it's just that that stuff doesn't interest me anymore. I feel like I have a really good understanding of what all of that is And so why am I going to talk to somebody that it's not that I'm not necessarily interested in that person. I'm just not interested in talking to them about that stuff. And so I feel like I've done a disservice on one hand, but then at the same time, I think it's also interesting and I think it's a neat thing that I've allowed um, 
this to just naturally organically kind of flow and go where wherever do you know what I mean wherever I go in a sense why are you looking at me like that I don't know what you mean <laughs> but I feel bad I feel bad do you think I should feel bad or do you think it's okay I don't think you should feel bad. Um, I think you were stuck in a, this is what it is. These are the people. I'm only going to interview these people. This is what this is about. This is the form I have to commit to. So I'm going to do nothing but find these people when everybody has, they don't have to read cards to have light to share. And so realizing that more, opening it up to other people and not feeling like it has to sit in a form and fit this dynamic. Yeah. It's been good. I think it's been good. <laughs> well, you've been a massively huge support during this entire fucking journey and venture. Well, of course. Called the Energy is Love podcast. Because I love you. And you do good things. <laughs> Thank you. But it is the 100th episode. Yay, 100. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the hundredth episode. It's the hundredth, yeah, hundred fucking episodes. It's awesome of this podcast. It's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Do you want to ask me some questions about the journey and experience of a hundred episodes of the podcast? Oh, let's <laughs> see. What what moment or what person? What was said? What was the thing that resonated the most with you? But you felt, that's why I did this podcast. This is what I want people to hear. This is this is the message that I want to get out there. This is the change. This is the information. What was the most significant thing? Your aha moment of the podcast. <sighs> the aha moment. I hate that phrase. <laughs> the... <laughs> The, the kapow. The kapow. Ka-chow. <laughs> Ka-chow. Whoa, there it is. Winner, winner, winner. What was your Lightning McQueen moment? Yeah. Uh, there were so many. Do you know what I mean? It would be way too difficult to try to go back and think about one specific one that stands out. Um, but it's really good. There's moments in interviewing somebody and talking with somebody and having a conversation where you just feel the gravity of whatever it is that you're being discussed or whatever it is that's being discussed, um, that it is going to have an impact on the listener, that somebody is going to hear that moment and it's going to make them think. It's going to kind of stick in their crawl for the next few days. And those are the moments that I really, really like. Those are the moments that I kind of seek out and hope for when I interview people and have pod- and have episodes is those moments where, you know, because it, 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 it's any number of things. It's not just aha epiphany moments in regards to the topic at hand or whatever, but it's more or less the moments that um, have a deeper meaning about life and not just the meaning of life and existence. I'm not talking about that, but like how we as people and human beings on this beautiful fucking planet that we exist on can do better, I guess, or be more or, uh, embrace the aspect of us that is continually evolving. And I like when those moments pop up and the little, like the little nuggets of wisdom that people will share 
and and that's the cool thing like you said where everybody has something to share everybody has light and worth and value and energy that they can bring forth that is incredibly beneficial <coughs> and so i love it when those moments happen those are my favorite moments and they've happened so many times over the past 100 episodes where do you know what i mean undoubtedly not every episode per se there's definitely some episodes that i could go back and <laughs> look at and say nope we didn't have one of those moments in that episode but by and large i think that the vast majority of the episodes has one or two of those little moments okay wouldn't you agree what do you think because you've listened to all 100 episodes yeah but i was getting ready to ask another question go ahead um i'll answer yours first there have been episodes that i cherished and that were just so intense and there have been episodes that yeah, I didn't like. And you did a wonderful job. And the person did a wonderful... I just... <sighs> <laughs> they were triggering. There were. And it. you know, it's not that they were triggering. Because the ones that trigger are the ones that I like. Mm -hmm. If they're triggering that emotion. And so many times that would happen. Like something specific would be going on in my life at that moment. And I would be triggered by you would talk about something or not necessarily you or the person would say something. And it was like, oh, that happens to be, you know, so <clears throat> those are good. Even if I have to pause it and cry or yell for a minute, those are good. I, I like those ones. Um, there's just been, you know, some that are better than others. <laughs> Can you think of your favorite ones? Uh, do I'm you ask me if I have questions? So quit bombarding <laughs> me with questions. I have questions for I, you. Well, hold your question because <gasps> that's a good question. I want to know what are some of your favorite moments from the last 100 episodes that you can think of. It's hard, right? Because yeah, I'll answer like you. There's so many. <laughs> There's um, I like the moments when you and whoever you're talking to seem to forget that you're on a podcast and seem to forget that it's being recorded. That this is you know, for whatever reason, and hearts just open up and real feelings, real emotions come out. So those ones, and that happens quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say a favorite. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know, there's uh, or there's times that you have them, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to reach out to this person. I want to say how... Um, wonderful it was how glad I am that I got to hear what they had to say how the impact that it had on me and I think well how how weird is that you know your your wife is going to reach out after and be like oh that was so moving that's wonderful <laughs> it's going to seem like like that's a part of the closing you know yeah, that that's just yeah. what happens so um I don't do that but there are quite a few of you that I very much have wanted to reach out to and thank you whether or not it's given me an answer or changed something in me just to hear the rawness in your voice and the words you said was so beautiful and so moving so if i if i ever do reach out to people in the future it's <clears throat> it's definitely 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 it's, it's definitely not um a part of the podcast scenario this is what happens after it's it's not that and then um then it happens again and then it happens again. And then somebody opens up and I just, I feel like, I just want to say, you know, you were heard. Those, you needed to be heard and you were heard and it made a difference. 
you know, it's, there's so many good things. But I can't. I'm not going to name. I can think of a couple. But You can think of a Give me a couple. No. They don't care. Nobody cares. I don't care. <laughs> if you don't care, then why are you pressuring me? <laughs> okay. Tell me your next question. Tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, we're saying wonderful things and because it is wonderful, but my next question is a little harder. Okay. So it's a time that you found yourself during the podcast um, thinking, like, who is this person talking? Not the person in front of you, but who is this person talking as in you when you realized it was, I guess, bullshit to say, lack of a better word, that you weren't being true to yourself at that moment, that you were, you got lost in an episode or something that wasn't speaking from your heart and you caught yourself in a moment of this, this isn't what I want to be doing. Like me personally? You, Yes. <laughs> hmm. There's definitely been episodes where I, I, there's definitely been episodes where I wasn't as uh, true to myself as I should have been. And there's times where I don't catch it. Right. And then there's times that I do. And it's challenging, especially in the, uh, you know, when you're recording, right, it's really challenging to try to um, stop the conversation or backpedal or try to bring it back around in some way, shape, or form. And so if I do catch it, then I do the best that I can to kind of guide and steer the conversation back to things that actually... I think have worth or have value or have some sense of like, do you know what I mean? Shit that I want to talk about instead of fake falseness. And, uh, sometimes I do really well at that. And then there's other times that I haven't, but I think by and large, um, I mean, I can think of plenty of episodes and same thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm not going to call people out by any means because everybody that has, everybody that has taken the time to be on the podcast, I'm incredibly thankful for. I have a lot of gratitude for that because, do you know what I mean? It's just neat that I've had the opportunity to interview this many people and talk to this many people about all sorts of different stuff. It's a lot of wonderful, beautiful conversation that I'm thankful to have been a part of. Um, but in that amount of conversation that's taken place. Undoubtedly, there's, there's some stuff that, you know, was just bullshit and there's too much bullshit out there. There's too much, you know, we obviously listen to a lot of podcasts and that's the first thing that I'll, that'll turn me off of a podcast. Well, second, second thing, the first thing would be audio quality. Uh, but the, you know, if I listen to people and you can tell that they're reading from a script or, um, they have on their sing-songy voice or their uh, radio DJ voice or their uh, Good Morning America. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, if you have that fucking voice on, I'm not going to listen to your podcast because I think that that's bullshit and that's fake. And I've had people that have come on the podcast as guests that do that. And... Sometimes I'm aware of it as it's happening and I can kind of get them out of that shell and out of that space. And other times I can't, and we just kind of have to, 
grit our teeth and, you know, work our way through the episode and hope for the best in the end. Um, and then I'm sure I'm not, well, because <laughs> I can tell by the way that you're looking at me, you're like, motherfucker, I can think of plenty of episodes where you were just, you know, you were doing just that. And I'm, I'm sure that I did. I'm sure that there were some where I kind of did that same thing. But I think that that's been a long time ago. I think that um, I've gotten much better at uh, not doing those type of episodes and not having those type of conversations, just having the real natural conversations like you talk about where, you know, it doesn't sound like the two people or the three people or however many people are on the podcast that you're listening to. It doesn't sound like they're sitting down recording a podcast. It sounds like you get to sit with them wherever they're at and hear this beautiful conversation that's taking place. You just get to be the lucky bystander that gets to sit in the room. What the fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, in the room where it yeah, happened. Yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get to be in the room where it happened. So that's cool. I forgot to tell you, this just popped into my head because Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, where was it? It was when I was in uh, Illinois and I was at, at Wendy's getting my double-double bacon, nader, whatever, uh, guilty pleasure, put some French fries and barbecue sauce on top of it. <laughs> and I'm in line waiting and there were some of these like young teenager, 20-something fucking all that's wrong with society in some form or fashion, one way or the other, in line in front of me. And they were waiting for, you know, place their order. And the one kid started singing Hamilton, like out of nowhere. He just started rattling off and singing. It made me laugh and smile. It was cool. (laughs) Well, nice segue out. Um, No, it was a good question. It was a good question. Yeah. So you feel like you're past that. You don't do those episodes anymore. You stay authentic to yourself. You don't transform into whatever. And you have more meaningful, I guess. I don't know what where you feel like it's it's evolved. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we had such a big gap in um, episodes. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we went from episode 70 to episode 90, but <laughs> that would that would be funny. Uh, but it's part of the reason why there was such uh, space and gap in between new episodes and episodes coming out was because, like, I was in that space where I didn't want to talk to, you know, I didn't want to have conversations like that anymore. I didn't want to have conversations that weren't going to be, oh, excuse me, natural and real and authentic. So you're not doing that anymore. Baby, I don't think so. Well, I'm going to ask another question, but you keep like spinning off. No, my question is, yeah. how does that feel? It feels great. It feels incredible. It feels because, um, by and large, the past 100 episodes of the podcast have been good stuff. Have been wonderful, authentic, real conversations that I think have had an impact on the people that are listening. Has had an impact on me. Hopefully the people that did the podcast enjoyed it and had impact and do you know what I mean? Even if it was momentary in the moment. Um, but yeah, having this, I don't want to say like change of heart or alternate mindset or something like that, but just being more aware and more conscious of uh, choosing to not do that and not do those episodes. Because you remember in the beginning of doing the podcast, it was like just putting out as many fucking episodes as I possibly could. Do you remember like the first month? No. (laughs) You blocked it out of your memory. (laughs) But I think in the first month, 
was like 10 or 15 episodes or something like that. Like I was releasing multiple episodes a week and that was a little insane. That was quite a bit of, um, not just work, but, uh, that was definitely some mania because I was so excited about the whole process of it. Um, so it's nice to not be in that state anymore. You have to cut yourself some slack for that, though. Like you said, you were so excited about the process of it. You were just starting. This was something you wanted to do. Yeah. You were excited. So it's not like it's not something to be critical about. It's, you know, allow it. That's where it was. You were excited. <laughs> you went a little crazy, but you were so excited. Yeah. It was the growing process. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the growing process. This whole thing has been a growing process. How do you think doing the podcast, if it has in any way, shape, or form, how do you think that it has changed me? How has it changed you? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you asked me that. I, I like all these things. Hey, I did this. How has it changed me? How I did this. How has it changed me? So instead of hearing what I think, how has it changed you? Why don't you just answer that question? How has it changed you? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough awareness to think about how doing the podcast has changed me. I think it's changed aspects of our life in some way, right? It's kind of been a thing now where we do the podcast and like, you know, I have to go and record episodes or trying to find somebody to record an episode with or whatever the case may be. I don't know. How do I, I, I'm not gonna answer, I'm gonna make you. I don't think I have enough awareness to, to answer that question of how it's changed me. I don't know if it has changed me all that much, like if it's had massive change and that's why I don't really have awareness of it because it hasn't been that big of a change or if it has been so massive that, you know, I almost can't see it as well because it's too big and I've been too close to it. Does that make sense? Does it have to change you? No, to not at all. Not at all. I don't think so at all. Maybe it isn't about change on that part. Maybe it's about being brave enough to go for what you want and do it. Yeah. Maybe that's the change in itself. Episode one is where the change happened. Yeah, I could see that. Just the, uh, I mean, I think I've definitely grown. So that would be changed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, even just in the space of the podcasting itself, obviously I've gotten better at it. I've, you know, become much more... Um, adept at podcasting and interviewing people and all those type of things. But, um, I think that cause I, cause I, I like one of the things that I'm thinking is, well, maybe it's made me, uh, maybe it's made it easier for me to talk to people, but I think the that's a skill you already have. Yeah. Right. I think that that's a skill that I already had even before I started podcasting. But then at the same time, you know, this is probably one way that it's changed me as I think about it. Because um, I have this <sighs> um, I have this thing where I don't like talking to people, right? Um, I, Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like um, conversing with people. And I think it comes from a place of a kind of being a introvert, even though I'm not necessarily, you know, people probably wouldn't describe me as an introvert, but I don't like having conversations with people in everyday life. And as you're moving, you know, you go to the grocery store or whatever, or 
you're talking to a stranger or something like that. And, um, like, I don't really go out of my way to have conversations with people. I'm nice and I talk to people and I'll say hello and I'm not, you know, I'm not impolite by any means, but I'm also not the type of person to just strike up a conversation with a complete stranger. And I don't really, I, I guess I, I still don't really do that. Like if I sit and think about it, it's not like I, I, you know, I don't really do that all that often. Think about how many fucking times I fly somewhere and I almost never talk to the people that I'm sitting next to on these planes. Do you know what I mean? And that's a perfect opportunity because you're stuck in a fucking airplane to strike up a conversation with the stranger next to you. But I never do. I usually have my headphones on or I'm asleep by the time the fucking plane even takes off. But um, I guess it's giving me a little bit more... Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I could talk to people if I wanted to, I suppose. Because I do. You know, how many people have been on the podcast that I didn't know? Just complete strangers. Granted, there's been people that I did know that I was friends with and things like that. But there was plenty of people that I knew nothing, you know, other than what I had been able to research and kind of find out about them from online and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you push record at the beginning of the episode and you have to talk to that person. Like, it can't be some awkward silence for 15 minutes until you both feel comfortable. You have to immediately make that person feel comfortable so that they can relax and have a beneficial, wonderful conversation about whatever it is that comes up. And I can do that pretty well. I can definitely put people at ease, um, you know, within the first five minutes of talking to where they kind of forget that they're sitting there recording a podcast and they can just relax and be themselves. So maybe that's one way. Maybe. So you say that, <clears throat> like, the point of this podcast is, you know, putting things out there, making people think, giving them that spark, just reaching a large audience that can maybe just give that little bit, that little, what do you say, tidbit of something that they're going to mull over and think and maybe <clears throat> give them a new perspective, a new way of looking at something. But I don't know what's happening to my voice. I'm like... <clears throat> You've been uh, waiting tables at a truck stop for the Apparently. past 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is it that you are searching for in this podcast? You're searching for something for you. What are you looking for? Hmm. You're a jerk. Because I can see you looking at me now. The, the listeners can't see you looking at me now, but I can see you oh, looking at me Oh, they can feel my now. eyes. I've got some. Um, approval. Yeah. That's really, do you know what I mean? Like if you break down all the construct around the podcast and all the things that are very much reasons behind wanting to do the podcast and wanting to give people, you know, different ways of looking at not just energy and healing and the people involved in that stuff, but also just life in general. And hopefully giving them that spark that would stick with them for the next few days or the week or, you know, set them on some other, some other trajectory for the next month or two months or six months of their life or whatever the case may be. Um, that's definitely huge. And I definitely have that, um, as a driving force behind the podcast and why I like doing it. And, um, 
But if you like take all of that away and just like me, why, and what's been one reason that I want to do the podcast or that I continue to do the podcast, I suppose, um, it's approval. It's just somebody look at me and see what I'm doing and say, good job. See, that's why, that's why you're a jerk. Cause I think you knew the answer to that question. And I think you were hoping that I would recognize that answer. I have another one for you. <sighs> well, baby, um, no. it's Super Bowl Sunday and we've run out of time now. We have to go watch a you football game. You have no game. interest in watching the Super <laughs> Bowl. Because you know how excited I am to watch the uh, players on the teams. <laughs> what the, the players on the team? <laughs> Kick the uh, football around. With the throwing and the catching. You're not distracting me. Nice try. I'm not forgetting. And then they, they hey. do that thing where they tackle each other, right? I think you need a drink of your coffee. <laughs> Take a drink. Go ahead. What does What does it look like when you get approval? Meaning, uh, like meaning how does it make me feel? No. I'm saying when. What does the approval that you're looking for, what does it look like? I don't know, baby. Like a bunch of shit just ran through my head in order to uh, answer that question, right? But I don't know what... I don't know what that approval looks like. I can think of plenty of ways that I've received that. Do you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of ways to look at, especially just if we stay in the context of the podcast and my life. And um, there's plenty of ways to see uh, approval that I've received um, because of the podcast or through the podcast. You know, obviously we have people that listen to the podcast. Um, that has always been amazing to me and um every now and then granted it's really every now and then <laughs> but every now and then somebody will reach out to the podcast and say hey i like the podcast you know i enjoy listening or whatever um and obviously that's that's uh approval i don't know if i like the word approval I'm kind of getting... It's because you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But um, stick with it. But that's that's obviously a form of approval, right? But it's not what you're looking for. It's like being seen. Like I, I want to be seen. That's probably more accurate of a description than approval. Like I want to be seen. Well, when are you going to show yourself? <laughs> you're being seen you're putting yourself out there you have approval you have downloads and i'm sorry i'm a terrible wife here i don't know how many countries i know it's intense you're on every continent you're everywhere there's except for alaska right people in alaska listen <laughs> apparently nobody in alaska has internet <laughs> and so we need to uh petition trump to put some internet up in alaska in conjunction with the oil rigs, so that people can listen to the Energy Is Love podcast in Alaska. You've gone to places 
where people have listened to the podcast and know who you are before you get there. I remember sitting someplace with you and having this lady um, say, you know, she totally, and she said it, like, I'm totally like fanning out or geeking out on this or having a fan moment because she had been listening to you. Um, you have so many downloads. You have, now I realize that approval from your wife isn't what you're looking for, but like you said, I've listened to every episode. I've been supportive. Um, I can look at you and say, good job. I can look at you and say the episodes, even the ones that weren't my favorite, the ones where I could tell that <laughs> you were not there. You would. Yeah, I was phoning. It was, not, it was an authentic. There was still something that came about of every single episode. I've heard something that made a difference. Now, there's definitely episodes that have a, you know, a grand impact, a huge moment. And then there's little ones, but there hasn't been one that hasn't changed something. So you have that approval. You're looking for approval. You're putting as much out there as you're willing to put out there looking for approval. But the part that's looking for approval isn't the part that's coming out. And I don't think that's a part. Oh, bless you. Sorry. <laughs> you know, maybe that doesn't come, you know, maybe that's a life question, I guess. Oh, you're allergic to this. <laughs> um, it's maybe it's not that part that comes out in the podcast because what you do with it is great, but you're constantly, you know, that look for approval, but what part of you, what part of you is the part that needs that approval that you're hiding away and not showing. Mm -mm. Baby, these are really shitty questions. Um, you don't approve. I don't approve of these <laughs> questions. Okay. Well, we can change it. It doesn't no, have to be this. No, because that's a really, that's a really challenging question. That's, that's a triggering question, right? Which part of myself Am I not showing? Hence, that part can't be seen. Hence, I can't get the approval that I'm seeking, right? And um, that's a really, that's a really uh, difficult question to answer because I think that, I mean, I think the part that I'm not showing and the part that, uh, I don't want to be seen is the parts that I'm ashamed of and the aspects of myself that um, I don't like. And so it makes perfect sense that I'm not going to uh, show those parts. And, um, oh, this is a heavy, you're making me do that. Like, like you, you know, when you get those moments when your brain goes like, You've got the one eye going and temple yeah, right now. Yeah, because it's like everything starts firing super fast as you get connection and correlation and understanding of heavy topics when the, things like this happen. You don't have to have the answer right now. I, I don't have the fucking answer right now. And don't try to find it then. But I got a lot Think of, about it later. I got a lot of clarity and a lot of um, understanding because... The beautiful thing is you're my wife, right? That's a very beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Um, but you have seen the parts of me that I don't want to be seen. You have um you have uh seen those parts that I keep hidden. And um 
and you have given me approval. And you, uh, do you know what I mean? You, you still like me after seeing those parts that I don't want to be seen. I love you. Yes, you do love me. And um, that feels so good. Like That's not what you're looking for, though. Well, then what the fuck am I looking for? Like, <laughs> When are you going to approve of yourself? Hmm. That's what you're looking for. Self-approval. Yeah. I know that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, when do any of us see ourselves? Right? Like, because if you think about it in the dynamic of what you've asked and how it's come up and how we've talked about it, where, because you, you did a wonderful job of kind of fleshing this out and bringing this to um, the surface. <laughs> Fuck stick. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you think about the whole dynamic of wanting approval and wanting love and acceptance from not just the people around you, but just in the grand sense of wanting to be accepted and loved as a person for who you are. And it makes perfect sense to me that people struggle with that so much because you want to be seen, but yet there's plenty of parts of you that you don't let be seen. There's plenty of parts of you that you hide and that you don't allow to be seen. So that simple dynamic makes perfect sense to me. How are you going to get acceptance and how are you going to feel the love and the acceptance and the approval that you're seeking when you aren't showing any of it, when you aren't allowing it to show up? And I mean, I think within the context of the podcast, I don't need, you know, um, I don't need to show up. <laughs> <laughs> all the wonderful things in my life that I'm ashamed of or the parts of me that I'm, you know, I don't want people to see. I don't need to bear my soul wide open on the podcast in order to fill that. But I think that if people were to think about that dynamic and that aspect of maybe not necessarily having to show the parts of yourself that you don't want people to see in order for them to, in fact, be seen, hence receive affection and approval and love but more importantly i think i think that's important but i think it's in the context of the people that you're close with right i think it's within the context of a of a loving relationship and the people that you feel close with i think that's important and i think that there's healing there but i think the big big part is you specifically the individual seeing those parts and allowing themselves to see those parts. Because it's really easy for me to think about all the things that I'm ashamed of. And as soon as I see them, like lock that shit up, close that fucking door. Uh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to deal with that. So I'm not seeing those things. I'm not giving my own, you know, I'm not giving myself approval. Because when I show up to receive that approval and that love for myself, I say, nope, I don't want to see that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to look at that part of myself. So just that simple dynamic makes a huge amount of sense, dear. And, uh, and 
it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And I think that it's uh, profound. So it's going to stick with me. It's going to stay with me. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want me to ask you some more uh, questions? Yeah, let's go with some easy ones. <laughs> like, um, fuck. Well, you started off with easy ones and I didn't answer them. I should have, st- I should have answered well, those. You know, that's how you play the cards. What do you, you go ahead. You, you ask one now. Not call you fuck stick and all the things you called me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a, that's a super deep. That, that doesn't that make total sense? Like it's really like you, you personally, like you, Stephanie, can think of that con, not context. You can think of that idea, yeah, and that um and directly relate it to yourself and see how there's plenty parts of you that you don't allow to be seen. You don't show people. You don't share with people. And when they come up. And when they show themselves to receive approval and to receive love, you say no and you hide them. I think that's a beautiful fucking thing, dear. I think what if we just look at it that way? When the shit that we have shame over and the shit that we don't like pops up and shows itself and kind of rears this ugly head of it, like think of it as the small little inner child or think of it as you as a child just showing up and saying, hey, see me, please. That's all I'm looking for. I want approval. I just want to be seen, right? Because we started off with me saying I wanted approval, but reality is I just want to be seen because it's really easy for me to realize and recognize times throughout my life where I didn't feel like I was just simply that, just fucking see me. Like I don't want anything else other than acknowledgement that I fucking exist. Just see me. And so when we have those things that pop up that we have shame over, that we personally see I think we have to see them. And by see them, I mean you have to like acknowledge them and recognize them and allow them to be there and not say, nope, I'm not going to look at you. You need to go back down into that hole. You need to go back into the fucking baggage closet where I hide all my baggage. Don't you know better? Uh, We need to allow them to come out and be seen. And in turn, that is going to give them not just approval, but love. And obviously that beautiful thing of self-love that everybody needs. So I thank you for that. That's pretty fucking huge, babe. Okay, well, we'll change it to a lighter note. <laughs> Was that a big sigh of relief? I don't know. I had fun last night. We went on a date <laughs> and went to a comedy show. And we got a laugh. And... That was pretty fun. That was way fun, huh? We had a good time. That was our first comedy show together. I think it's like my second comedy show of my life, maybe. <laughs> we just don't go to comedy. And we're dumb. Like, we have good comedy that comes to Salt Lake City, but... We love comedy. Yeah, we do. And it was a lot of fun. Christina... Uh, P. Yeah, Christina P. But have you, have you ever heard her last name? I don't know. Is it Perry? It's Christina Perry. It's not Christina Perry. It's (laughs) Pazinski or Pazinski or something like that. that. Yeah. She's funny. She was way good. 
was she was awesome. really funny. It was fun. And we had a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Had our dinner. Had a wonderful, beautiful dinner. Yes. It was awesome. It was awesome. I loved it so much. It's what I love about us, right? Because we didn't go to fuck and we didn't go to some fancy restaurant. We didn't go to, uh, you know, a five star fine dining. We didn't do any of that. Tell them to tell the tell the tell the folks what we did. All right, folks, listen up. Ingredients for a perfect day with us. We went down to Whole Foods, which was near the comedy place. And was that a plug? Or, well, it was kind of near the comedy place. That's another funny story. Whole Foods is sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so we went down there, went to their salad bar, and just loaded up these takeouts of all these delicious, deliciousness. And I think my favorite thing about their salad bar is at the end, they have these bin and these mason jars that have all these different kinds of nuts. So mine had almonds and the pecans and the walnuts and all the things I love. And they had coconut sprinkles, like real coconut, not the sugar-coated candy crap, but the coconut sprinkles that went on top of that. And it was just, it was wonderful. So, surprise, surprise, coconut. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> We may be coconut addicts. Yeah. We'll have to start a group. C- no, I think there's already a CA group. So like, <laughs> That's cocaine. We're, we're, not, we're not cocaine addicts. We're <laughs> coconut addicts. <laughs> um, so we had this takeout and we were parked in the parking garage on the top. And we went to our van and overlooked the parts of the city that we could see and ate our salads in, out of to-go to go, to go containers in the back of the van and just had a nice conversation with us. And it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was wonderful. Yeah. We always have those moments. Yeah. And there's benefits to being alone, parking structures, nobody around in a van with tinted windows. And I'll leave it at there. But it was a really, really nice dinner and fun day. <laughs> and then... The funny part is we were parked, right? We have to go now. No, it's so, it was awesome. It was funny. So we were near the comedy place, we thought, but the wrong comedy place. So as it was time to go in, leave us plenty of time to get in, get our seats, realized that we had to walk back from the street, up the elevator to the van and get in and drive to the actual comedy location like another 10 minutes to some other it wasn't far but it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) it was it was so funny for some people involved no it's the reason it is so funny is because you are like human gps you know exactly where we're going you know how to get there you know the most efficient route and we're in fucking salt lake right (laughs) you don't need google maps you know the time you like you always have this mapped out it's crazy like you can never have gone someplace look at the address maybe look once and then you drive right there you're not the person who gets lost you're not the person who goes to the wrong place and we were it was so i got a little bit of pleasure out of that because i'm the person that uh, GPSs till I've been to the place like 10 times. And I'm like, I think I got this. I'm going to try it this time without Google Maps telling me where to turn. And if I happen to be in a conversation while driving, you know, I can totally miss the exits and not realize that I missed the exit until we're 20 miles out. And like, oh, this is different. End up in Texas. I, I, think, we're, <laughs> I think we went the wrong way. So it was a little bit of a personal victory of like, ha ha, see how that can happen. Mm. No, it was super fun. It was wonderful. 
It was, was wonderful. wonderful time. We highly recommend Whole Foods <laughs> and comedy. Yes. Yes. So do in you combination. Think that if we like shamelessly plugged it, we could get free salad bars and comedy shows. Yeah, I think so. I think that there's probably a lot of people from Whole Foods that listen. <laughs> well, I they they should listen because this is after all the podcast for the universe. Exactly. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can uh, I like this isn't the topic like I just said I was going to make it light and but oh, gosh, can I share something kind of I don't know. Baby, you can not share. Not funny, not You can share whatever you want to share. Well, um I witnessed a dynamic play out last night with a couple in front of us. Mm. And I just, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So things are always different from the outside looking in. Like you don't know what, unless you're involved in it, you really don't know what you're seeing. You really don't know what the dynamics are. You don't know what happened before you saw whatever you saw, what led up to. You just know your interpretation of what you saw. So I, I recognize that, that there may be more to the story. But sometimes what you see is exactly that, is exactly what it is. <clears throat> there was uh, two couples. It was like a double date. And the ones that caught my attention had this young, beautiful girl. I mean, she was, I, <laughs> I wish she could hear this because you were beautiful. You were gorgeous. You were you don't have to be young or beautiful to deserve to be treated well. But uh, she was just so full of life. You know, she had, she's got this, like, endless possibilities ahead of her. There's so much time, so much she doesn't have to limit herself. And why I feel strongly in saying that, she, um, she's at a comedy show with this guy, whether he's her boyfriend I'm assuming they've been dating for a little while, whether or not that's factual or not, but just because of the dynamics that played out. But she had the audacity to laugh, to enjoy the show. And she was, you know, leaning forward a little bit with laughs and just giggling. She wasn't doing, you know, crazy drunk girls sprawling out, laughing, calling things out. She was just simply laughing. And he became annoyed with her from laughing. He would turn and look at her in disgust and then give his friend a look like that, you know, can you believe this or whatever he was thinking, but that look of mutual disgust and be mad at her for laughing. And then when she would realize that he was looking at her with this look, she was leaning in and trying to make it better and rubbing his back and trying to talk to him. And he like he actually turned his back on her and he sat sideways in the chair and just like turned his back on her. And would this would keep playing out. Like, don't try and talk to me. Don't try and touch me. And she would just kind of move on a couple of times. She whispered to her friend and then she'd laugh and he'd get irritated. And it was just so <laughs> disgusting that the power that he thought he needed to play out with her and the hold that she's not even allowed to laugh, to enjoy. So this makes me, um, lead to dynamics. Now this couple was man and woman, but it doesn't, like, these things happen regardless of however the couple dynamic is. It doesn't, it fits into every category, not just one, but 
Like how much of ourselves are we willing to sacrifice to gain the worth of somebody else? The, I guess, a hot topic is the approval of somebody else. Um, how small do we feel like we have to be in order to earn the love of somebody that we love? And on the other side, how like insecure and cruel do you have to be that you have to make somebody so small to be in your space? So I wish I could tell this girl, you know, you're beautiful. And you don't have to be cover girl beautiful to be beautiful. You as a person, you are beautiful. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself or what category you think you fit in. You person are beautiful and you do not have to be shamed in such a way to fit into somebody else's world. And if somebody has to shame you to fit into their world, then that's a world that you do not want to be in. And that if you love somebody, let them be big. Let them shine. Let them laugh at a comedy show. Making them small to make you feel good will not, (laughs) it will not serve that purpose. You will feel more insecure and the more need to control I just think love doesn't have to hurt, and I don't want our children to ever feel that way, feel like they have to not participate in life in order to be good enough for somebody else, nor do I want them ever to make somebody else feel like that they're not allowed to be who they are or to be happy in order to be with that person. I know it's kind of bleak. And <laughs> but I, I just hope that I'm not saying walking away from situations is the best thing to do. I'm not saying that if you're not happy, you should leave right now. Don't try. But sometimes there are situations where you don't have to try. You don't have to, you don't have to work it out. You don't have to be a better person for that person. You can just be a better person for you and get the hell out of that situation and let them figure out their shit on their own. What do you think? What did you, do you have anything to say? I don't, I'm, I'm out of stuff. I'll just sit here and ramble about, what do you got? I love you. I love you. (laughs) I think, uh, I think a lot of things, but I think that it's, it's interesting because when we left, you asked me if I saw any of that play out and I saw none of that play out. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the people were sitting right in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a cramped comedy club. So we were, you know, packed in there and I saw none of that. I saw the people sitting in front of us and I saw her laughing and like laughing with her friend and I saw the guy, um, but I didn't see the dynamic that you saw. I just saw him sitting in his chair And he pissed me off because he was moving back and forth and I had to continually adjust how I was sitting so that I could see, uh, see the stage, but that's all that I saw. So I think that's funny, um, (laughs) that you saw this and I saw that, right. That's, that's always an interesting factor or a dynamic where 
you can be somewhere and see the exact same thing, but see two completely different things. So I think that's that's a funny thing, but I agree, obviously. I'm 100% in agreement with you that uh, after you described it to me, I'm like, yeah, that guy's an ass. Like, that's so asinine of a, of a way to treat somebody. And like you said, we never know the whole story, but it definitely seemed like they were, you know, in the early 20s or something like that and on a double date and trying to have a good night. And he was just trying to ruin everything from the way that you describe it. And I mean, it's pretty asinine and it's, it's also a common theme, right? It's something that people I'm sure can relate to and whether they have been in relationships like that, or they have seen people, um, seen people in relationships like that. And, uh, I agree, baby. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to make yourself smaller in order to, uh, be seen. Like you can be as big as you want to be. (laughs) <laughs> you can laugh as much as you want to laugh, especially at fucking Christina P. Because she's hilarious, <laughs> and uh, that's okay. So I agree, and I think you're beautiful, and I think you're smart, and you challenged the shit out of me you. on this episode. <laughs> I was very happy to do it. It was your pleasure. It was so my pleasure. Yeah. Well, hopefully, it's a moment for you as well. Hopefully it's one of those beautiful uh, moments in the 100th episode of the Energy is Love podcast that people will resonate and connect with and go back and uh, think about after they're done and after the episode's over. Mm-hmm. That'll be the thing that they think about is how are they hiding the parts of themselves that they don't want to be seen and that is keeping them from truly accepting who they are and allowing them to be seen completely across the board, not just with the people that they love, not just in the greater sense of the fucking world and society and being seen by the people around you, but more importantly, being able to see yourself completely and love yourself and accept yourself completely. Yeah. So that's good. Good. And leave it with uh, one thing that I heard that filled me with love. It was... um, you know how good I am at quotes, so this ought <laughs> to be fun. Them. Um, there is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing that you cannot be. Of this, you are the only one who has ever needed convincing. It's good, baby. I wish I could take credit for it. It's not mine, but it hit me. Well, we can definitely. Say it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it will be something that I say to myself. Good. Good. I like that. And it's Super Bowl Sunday. And we got to go watch a Super Bowl. I would like to. We got to go watch the big game, right? The big game is on today. The, the big game. Yeah. The people are playing the in big- the big game. I think, I know it's the Patriots. And I think it's the Eagles. It is the Eagles. Right? And who did the Eagles beat out to... The, to, to get to the Super Bowl? Yes. The Eagles beat out... The <sighs> team I was rooting for. Really? Yeah. Was it the Cowboys? No. God, no. They don't make it that far. <laughs> I love the Cowboys, but come on. <laughs> the Vikings. The Vikings. The Vikings. Yes. See, I know stuff. You do. I know football stuff. Me too. But JT's performing at the halftime show. I'm still upset. And... Uh, 
Chris Pratt has a big commercial that will be in the Super Bowl for Michelob Ultra. So one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite beers. <laughs> Super excited. And you know the other really good thing about the Super Bowl? Oh, Because, yeah, the commercials are fun, blah, blah, blah. I don't I'm... give a shit about the fucking commercials. Because you can go watch all the commercials on YouTube, like, right now, even before the Super Bowl's this on. This is like YouTube, YouTube here. But um, they're sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah. I, this YouTube is awesome. Like, is I love all... now a new sponsor for the podcast. You know, if Justin Timberlake could sponsor the podcast, so I can, I just, I want to take you to the concert, <laughs> but they're a little out of our price range, like a lot, JT. Come on, seriously. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Um. Movies, trailers, they have a lot of really, really good trailers during the Super Bowl because that's when they put out like the big fucking good trailers for all the movies that are coming out this year. Well, I don't know why you are not so excited for the Super Bowl because you watch more trailers than anybody I have ever met. You spend time just watching trailers. You got to watch something. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go watch some some trailers? Yeah, uh... let's go watch some uh, movie trailers. Uh, rudely interrupted with some fucking football. <laughs> and I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. 100 episodes. 100. Here's to 100 more. Hey, good job. Thank you, baby. Everybody go out and have a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful day. It is such an unconscious thing because it's happening before you know it's happening. You do things to make sure that the space that you're bringing to the next person is a space that is beneficial for them. Everybody has something to share. Everybody has light and worth and value and energy that they can bring forth. To be kind and compassionate and accepting doesn't mean that you have to drown yourself in all the bullshit that it's out there. I get a little crazy with the uh, coconut oil in the hair sometimes.